Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. Locked on Coyotes. It is Monday, October 11th. It is the official week that hockey regular season hockey returns. Once again, this is Locked on Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Young, joined by Carl Pavlik of Five for Howling as we all discuss, uh, the, again, the upcoming season. The Tomorrow, there's no Coyotes games, but... The first games of the regular season uh, are here, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, the We just had the last weekend before the season started. Uh, I think hockey fans should be prepared to never have free time again because the hockey schedule is just 82 games of chaos uh, that takes up so much of your life for the next couple months. Yo, yeah, um, and I mean that, that, that's why essentially, like you know, the people like a lot of people on social media they make the joke where they post you know like the, a Facebook up status update where it's, there's a little picture where it says in, um, starting today in a relationship with uh, with uh, with uh, NHL hockey. Uh, I I don't see too many of those. I definitely saw. I think even the Coyotes posted something where it's like. Last weekend before the NHL season, uh, hopefully you made it last. Like you did something good to, to celebrate that last weekend because you're not going to have it. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule behind me. I don't think there's a full weekend where you can have two games off with no NHL hockey in the next month at least. So you're going to be busy if you're an NHL fan. You're gonna well. You're gonna be busy if you're like us. We're 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 yes. we're, we're, we're we're providing you content daily, not yes. just coyotes, but roadrunners as well as everything else. Coyotes prospects. That yeah. is insane. Yeah, there's there's multiple leagues happening right now that people in in our position have to keep track on. Uh, it leads to an increase in content uh, during the off season. Everyone's kind of used to a reduced like three episodes of the the podcast per week. It's going back to daily. I have to write a lot more. It's just a it's a fun time to to do stuff because there's actual things to talk about. Absolutely. So here's what we're gonna do on today's episode. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start off with Carl and I are kinda we're gonna kinda go through probably some of our, you know, most anticipated storylines for the upcoming NHL season. Um, you know, obviously with an emphasis on the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and then we'll just, you know talk about, you know, some prospects and seeing, you know, what's going on with them because obviously prospects, the lower level leagues have already started. We're talking juniors here and we'll talk about former players. I, there is, you know, there's another update on a, uh, on another former player um, that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, all of that on today's episode. Hope you guys stay locked in. So let's get started, Carl. Biggest stories for the upcoming NHL season. You know, this is going to be an interesting season because 2021, this is the first time in a long time that we're getting a full, at least fingers crossed, a full 82-game NHL season. Sure. Um, And there is always the potential that something goes crazy and it gets shorter. But for right now, we have 82 games on the schedule. 
first time in the past two seasons, at least, we had, you know, of course, the shortened season last year and the one that was cut short the year prior. Um, and the Coyotes are going to be moving to a new division this season, uh, first year in the Central. So there's plenty of things that are going to be going on with them. Uh, first year with a new coach. Uh, it's a lot of firsts this year. A lot of firsts this year. And, you know, uh, for for the Coyotes, I think that's going to be the most interesting. Like you said, moving into the Central Division for the um, you know, for the first time, because they were, you know, Pacific Division for this entire time. I'm trying to think, where were, where were they before? Because I know that the divisions weren't Pacific, like like ten, no, over ten years ago, they were a little bit different. Um, I mean, at one point they were named after people, um, which uh, a lot of the Canadian fans are definitely annoyed that they're no longer. Um, named after people i generally was like eh, i'm a newer hockey fan i don't care pacific works for me they've been in what is essentially the pacific division uh for most of the time that i've been a fan of the team um it's it's really weird them being in the central like just thinking of the team as a central team uh and then just kind of I do anticipate there being a lot of rivalries developing. Um, the Coyotes and the California teams are definitely a very, like, you know, there's a lot of passion, a lot of energy in those kind of games. We saw the seven-game series with the Blues last season as kind of a prelude of what the Coyotes could be in the Central Division. Absolutely. I did a little bit of a research here because I was actually looking to see the history of divisions when things went uh, went into place. Uh, the Coyotes' first year in Arizona, they were a member in the first two years, actually, of the Central Division. Mm, interesting. Um, then, here's, here, here's some fun stuff, guys. Then, the, in 1996, the Central Division consisted of the Chicago Blackhawks, the Dallas Stars, the Detroit Red Wings, the then-called Phoenix Coyotes, the St. Louis Blues, and... Here's your interesting one. The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Hockey is so dumb. Uh, it is just the dumbest sport imaginable. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, that the uh, the Coyotes-Red Wings rivalry kind of runs pretty deep. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, we have the potential for the Coyotes entering just a new era of the franchise, and they could potentially build up a new rivalry. It may be good for them to to kind of leave the same old California teams in Vegas and like really just start you know mucking things up with the Dallas Stars or the have a real Southwest rivalry with the da- with the Dallas Stars because obviously that's not working with Vegas because they're too good. Yeah, yeah. When Vegas starts getting bad again, then the rivalry will will go. Or when the Coyotes get good enough, like five years, maybe we can get some <laughs> when good. they're finally emerging from the rebuild. Yeah, or or let's go with this: four years. Um, so they're emerging from the rebuild. Vegas and is on Vegas the is, decline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet in the playoffs. Coyotes take over. Yeah, we could develop that story. Um, nah. what are you most excited for um, this upcoming season? You know, I'm just interested. I'm I'm just excited for, um, I mean, to see more star talent again. Because here's one thing: yes, we're talking about the Coyotes moving into a different division, but we get to play other teams again, Carl. Oh like, yes, 
we get to like let, let me let me bring up the coyote the, the coyote schedule they start off by playing the columbus blue jackets on thursday yep that's a that's a different conference even and then, <laughs> and then buffalo but, sabers on saturday yeah then st louis and then edmonton new york florida tampa bay like what <laughs> I mean, of those teams, the only one the Coyotes played last season was St. Louis. Um, and it's something that I've brought up a lot. Like when we were playing, like when the Coyotes were just playing teams in one division, you kind of just forgot or ignored or f- didn't focus on the other divisions. So like Columbus, are they good this year? Uh, I have a, a general idea, but I'm going to be really surprised to see like what's actually going on on Thursday. Um, same with Buffalo. They're going to be bad, but I haven't actually seen them play in over a year. So that's going to be something to actually new to watch other than just the same teams over and over again. Yeah, because we, uh, we definitely got tired of you know having to see – Vegas, LA, Anaheim, San Jose, uh, Colorado, you know, all those teams for like, what, a million times? I mean, we're going to have to see Colorado and Minnesota and St. Louis a lot. But I mean, now we have to, now we get to spread things out and see the Canadian teams again, see the teams in the Metro. Like, yeah. Not only that, also see Seattle from now. uh, Like Seattle, whole new team. Like there's been an expansion draft. Like teams have been fundamentally changed. Um, and it it's weird. It's like it was only a year, but I think like COVID time was just really weird for everyone. So it felt much longer since we've seen any of these teams, at least for me, where like the New York Islanders are going to be on the 23rd. I cannot even tell you the last time I saw the New York Islanders play a game. I can't tell you the last time I saw them play the Coyotes. And I'm excited to actually watch something new. Variety is the spice of life. Absolutely. The first time, too, the Arizona Coyotes will be meeting the new expansion team, Seattle Kraken, November 6th. So we still got got a little under a month away from that. But, again, like, there's so many other things we get to see. Like, all, like, out of all the teams that were playing up until that point, two of only two are teams we saw last year, St. Louis and Anaheim. Just crazy. It's, it's crazy how like loaded this first month is with just new teams. For, I mean, that's, well, not new teams, but, but teams we haven't seen in a long time, at least yeah. if you're for the Arizona Coyotes perspective, um, but the other one thing that does suck about this beginning of this of the schedule is all that travel. Look yeah. at look at this tra- Like look at this. they're gonna go read this again. They start they so they start uh, in Columbus, then go to Buffalo, then they come home to host St. Louis, then up to Edmonton, then over to Long Island, then back home again. Oh no, oh, no, but then they. Uh, no, it's hold on. No, yeah. Then they're ho- hosting the Oilers, hosting the Island uh, Islanders. Then uh, going over to uh, Miami, Florida area. That's obviously it's not in Miami. Yeah. Um. Then Tampa. Then to DC. To Carolina. To Philadelphia, and from there all the way to Anaheim. Like. Yeah. 
it's gonna be tough for the team um starting with like a heavy road trip uh, can be really difficult if we were expecting the coyotes to be good this year it would not be an opportune like start like i would definitely like prefer to be starting more at home um but it's going to be very testing for for the players and hopefully they're able to kind of like come together really well on the road trip and like learn because this is a very new team that has not played together very much there was a a live upheaval in the coyotes and like just throwing a bunch of guys in the room together they don't know they don't have the same chemistry that they may have had like with the team that has stuck together for so long speaking of which we do still need to do line pairings and i think i think we'll be doing that for tomorrow's episode um yeah, I'm. It all really depends on when the Coyotes make the the cut. Well, because... I mean, we can still make our predictions because there's like for the most part, I think we have. I mean, it's like the last thing is just like what five players left. Like that that would be so. Like it, it maybe even if that like maybe even two three players left to be cut. Like there's not that much to get to. Like we can make line predictions tomorrow if we want to. We could. Uh, I just feel like. The second we make a line prediction, um, it's going to immediately come with like Bear doing something like crazy, like all like completely out of nowhere. Like he's like, "Oh, before this, just know we picked up three people off waivers and traded I mean, for a new goaltender." I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't think it's an issue with this because, like, this is like, all right, this is the roster they have now. I mean, like, yes, things can change, but like. This is the what we're no. This is what's supposed to be the roster. So yeah. this is what we think will be. It's not saying, oh, this is what it's going to be. It's like, sure. based off what we know now, based off what we've seen in the preseason, this is what this is what we, as podcasters, we as members of the media, can say we believe will be the first, second, third, fourth line, as well as the defensive pairings, who's going to be starting goaltender, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And and I mean, like you said, the the season's coming up soon. So uh, like we may even get the, that final roster list um, today, later today, when you guys are listening to this, Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Especially when we look at kind of how bear has done some of the cuts, like sending Dylan Gunther really early, we may get that full roster right away. And we don't have to necessarily wait, but yeah, we, we can definitely do it where we're making those predictions and, and saying like, these are the guys who stood out in training camp and preseason. They seem like they have the good spot for the roster. Absolutely. Speaking of Dylan Gunther, we got to talk about that guy because he has the, he had the start of, of his uh, WHL season just er- earlier, uh, earlier this month. We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first the, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So let's get rid of the clutter 
and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. Back here on Locked On Caddies. Once again, Robin Leonu and Carl Pavlik as we're getting ready to discuss the beginning of the NHL season. Once again, the first NHL games are tomorrow. Um, I think one of the games is a Pacific Division matchup, Seattle and the two uh, Seattle and Vegas. I'll, I mean, I'll be watching that one. That'll be fun. But anyways, okay. let's start talking more about the upcoming season. And maybe actually, we'll, we'll put it this way. Let's talk about prospects because Dylan Gunther was sent back to the WHL. Um, and that season started at the beginning of this month, right at like shortly right before he got sent back. So I believe what the, his first game was on the second. Yes, his first game was on October 2nd. Uh, he was sent back the day of their premiere um, on the first, but he wasn't able to play that game. He played the next. Um, so far, he's played four games with the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he has recorded two assists, and he is currently a minus three. Yeah, and a lot of those people, you know, people will, will, will you know rave about plus minus I'm not the biggest fan of plus minus it just it tells you very little um, it really doesn't tell you much I will say for some like it it provides like a base level that if you can get more information you always should for something like the WHL it, like it's really tough if you're not watching these games they're not being extensively documented like we don't have his Corsi rating for WHL games. So I mean, we can try to find it if we wanted to. I'm sure someone has it, but <laughs> yeah, we. I'm sure someone is out there looking for it. But sometimes you just kind of get what you can. Um, and yeah, um, it kind of. What do you think of the start? Two assists. It's not too much, but it's only four games. What do you think of him? I mean, I think the best way that the, the best way you can an, analyze this is is, is this is um, the slow start. Of the Oil Kings can be credited to the fact that he's he literally jumped right back in with the team after spending a whole two months in Glendale trying yeah. to make the Coyotes roster. Like, and he's working with a significantly different scheme, a significantly different style with different players. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he played with he played with these team this team like twelve games last year. But you have to readjust because you had a whole off season and now all this. So this is his adjustment period. Yeah, it it can sometimes take a lot of time because the stuff that he's working on in an NHL practice, maybe not necessarily the same stuff that he's going to be doing in a WHL practice. He's not working with the same caliber of players. He uh he's not like being like all right, I got Nick Schmaltz as my center. Uh. I'm not sure who he has centering for him in uh, in the WHL, but it's completely different. So you do expect there to be a little bit of a slow start. I mean, especially let's put it this way: with like, um, like we're like we're at this time we're not like WHO experts. We don't even know how good the Oil Kings are. <laughs> so like, yeah. uh, I, my general impression is that they're they're expected to be pretty good. Um, just kind of reading a lot of stuff that was kind of coming out with him being prepared to be sent back. A lot of, pl- a lot of places we're talking about, like, eh. if he, if Dylan Gunther returns, the oil Kings are going to be good. Um, they've had two rough seasons. Um, but yeah, like you said, we're not watching the game, so can't be sure. I, I only know a couple of preseason predictions from admit, admittedly Homer sources because yeah. 
if you're writing about the WHL, um, you're you're very big into the WHL. I mean, I mean, there are some people who are like who probably are like sports reporters. If like, let's say you live in, I'm going to put uh, Medicine Hat, and you're going to have yeah. to cover the team there. Like, there's nothing else you can. So like, in, if you're assigned to cover sports, then yeah, I mean, then yeah, the Tigers are going to be your only team. Like. Yeah, that makes sense, but uh, and I do kind of wonder sometimes when you have players get sent down, just because people players are people. Um, is there ever kind of like an emotional thing where is Dylan Gunther like upset that he didn't make training camp and yeah, that's, that's needs point. a couple of days to just kind of like get his head straight and be like, no, I I I don't need to question myself. I I need to focus on what everyone's telling me to do all my trainers, all my coaches and just kind of get into the right headspace and not worry about the fact that I was cut from the team. Hey, like, like, likewise, you can take a look at the, you can even say it gets into his head in a different way. Maybe when he got sent down that, and you know, like Tornay or the development coach was like, Hey, we want you to work on this while you're in the WHL. And he overthinks that. Yeah. Like, he's, maybe could- he's forgetting about what made him a good. And he's just like, Oh yeah, I have to work on this. So let me do this. Yeah, uh, because that's what we always hear. Like players get sent down from training camps and NHL coaches are like, all right, you need to focus on these three things to do this upcoming season. Uh, and because let's be honest, Dylan Gunther, he's no longer has the goal of being drafted as an NHL player. He is now preparing an NHL for prospect. His, yeah, he is an NHL prospect. He needs to kind of, present himself differently and show that he is going along with what his coaching is telling him to do and focusing on what he needs to do to make the NHL next season, not necessarily be the best WHL player this year. There's a lot of overlap, but they're not always the exact same thing. This is what makes the whole rules about major junior and the limits on players who can make it to the AHL so hard because yeah. Because that, because when you get sent back to your junior team, you also have to listen to your coach. Because obviously, your coach, had, like in 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 that team, has has a scheme. Meanwhile, Tucson Roadrunners, Jay Verde, he's probably like he's got Andre Torney in one ear, pretty much telling yeah. them it's like, all right, this is how we're doing things. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of where that doesn't work is just everything I've heard about the Fort Wayne Comets as an ECHL franchise. They are near independent to like a legendary status. Like I have read reports from their newspaper articles where they're just like, yeah, you know, sure. The Coyotes organization wanted us to do things, but we felt that we knew better. And that's the only time I've heard like an affiliated franchise being like, no, we're going to go it alone. Cause like, like you said, the AHL, especially with the Coyotes owning them, like there's synergy for that. Um, there's always kind of synergy when the same owner owns both things. Um, but in general, they try and work together, and that's not really the case with the junior teams. It's just too far removed, and like these guys have their own careers to worry about. Plus, let's be real. ECHL, we've always considered like the Wild West of hockey. Um, Absolutely, yes. Uh, and then uh, even though... At, for a while, ECHL meant East Coast, but still, that's 
Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that there's not more teams like the Fort Wayne Comets in the ECHL because uh, just some of the stuff that you hear about that league, it's great. I want to read a book about them one, one of these days, just like all the background stories. Oh, yeah. Or just re- I mean, like any, any any bit of the ECHL for that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even it's the just- CHL. Obviously, we talked about that last week just before they merged with the East Coast League. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like one of those things when you're like, when you're the third tier in a professional like thing, like the things that you need to do to make your business go are just so crazy. And it leads to so much like weirdness, Um, especially with the ECHL, like something you always see is the jerseys, like Every ECHL team has like three fun, crazy jerseys every year. Um, and I love it. Uh, it's it's weird. But we're not going to get to see Dylan Gunther in the ECHL any ever. Uh, no, let me never. just say that. No, never. never. No, that would be like. The moment, the moment he turns 20, if yeah. he's not on the Coyotes yet, he will be a Tucson Roadrunner. Yeah. If, if, sub, if, if he ends up. With like the Rapid City Rush or or whoever ends up being the Coyotes affiliate, but then like something has gone very very wrong. Players like Gunther do not end up in the ECHL. No, if you are a top ten pick in the NHL draft and you end up in the ECHL, yeah, something is seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a goaltender. Um, unless that you're a would goaltender. be the. Yeah, that's the. No, only no, cap. even then though, if you're a goaltender and you're drafted in the first in, in the in the top ten, like. You better be like you're going straight to the NHL or AHL. Like, uh, honestly, yeah. Like, you don't see too many goalies go go top ten, but they do tend to to make that jump pretty quickly. So, yeah, if you're top ten, don't end up in the ECHL. Um, unless I guess you know, there's there's plenty unless of legitimate prospect, reasons. Unless yeah. the prospect pool itself has been like for like. Let's say, like for five years, it's just so incredibly deep. Like you're, we're talking about a team that's going deep, deep, deep rebuild, but they don't even want to do anything with their prospects yet. But their entire AHL squad is like superstars, and um, that is like, oh, we don't have room, so I guess you have to go to the ECHL. That's the only exception. That's the only exception. But the chance of that happening is extremely slim. That's never going to be the case nothing that we need to worry about it is um just a completely like the ECHL is fine but just the way that players are drafted and developed um top 10 players don't end up there it's just the way it is that that's yeah that is just the the way it is hey but you know we talked about Dylan Gunther but we start let's let's talk, we talk about a prospect but let's let's start talking about um a former player, someone who is formerly a prospect of the Tucson Runners, and I know you guys probably know, probably figuring out who we're talking about because we ha- have had sh- a uh, show topics about him uh, for a couple times in the last week. And yes, we're talking about Jalen Smerich. We'll talk about him in coming up just just a sec. But did you guys know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know all the flavors, you're missing out from coconut to double chocolate, salted caramel, German chocolate, and more. They absolutely is amazing. 
out of these, you know, they're, they're, they're nine regular flavors. I've mentioned that, you know, my favorite overall is churro puff, absolutely soft, delicious, but German chocolate takes me back to my childhood. It really does. And it, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like that one as well. If you don't know all these flavors and you want to try them, get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. And then maybe from there, you can pick which one you like best and get a whole full box of that. Not only are these the best tasting, though, they are also healthy too. 17, 18 grams protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. If you guys go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Um, once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, back here on the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Once again, Robin Lano, Carl Pavlik. Uh, before we go to this final topic, I do want to thank everybody who is listening to this podcast for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen of the day. Um, we really appreciate all your support. Um, and, well, let's let you know, guys, if you're only finding us through one platform, let us know. We are free and available Everywhere you get your podcast, all platforms now, including YouTube. So once again, we really appreciate your support. But let's go finish out this episode. Um, and yes, I, I told you we were going to talk about the former prospect in Jalen Smerick. Uh, we talked about him, Carl, you and I talked about, you know, him facing racism over in Ukraine. And he, you know, and we talked about at uh, one point where he kind of said that he would not play for, he would not play in the league that, uh, has a player who is actively being that kind of racist. And they said, I can, and unless he's removed from the league, like essentially like indefinitely, yeah. he will not play. And we just found out that uh, he essentially came to a mutual agreement with his club in Ukraine that he will no longer be playing. Yep. Um, he had said that um, Andre Deniskin, uh, I believe is how you pronounce it. I may be wrong. Uh, until he is suspended and removed from the league, he's not going to play uh, for his club. H.C. Uh, Dombas uh, may have pronounced that incorrectly. Um, I think we've all kind of gotten a crash curse on Ukrainian hockey uh, over the past month. <laughs> Just kind of seeing this. And he's true to his word. He's not going to play for that league anymore. Um which honestly, right call. Like the 13 game suspension was so ridiculously minor. Like retiring is the only appropriate response to that. And not only that, just as just seeing the overall lack of response at all. I mean, you yeah. saw what happened. I mean, like um, you saw what happened with the general manager of the. Um, of, of the uh, of the of the UHL, he he pretty much got fired because he he's pretty much said that that decision was absolute crap. That yeah. that should have been more like that because that kind of stuff isn't acceptable. Um, and he and he says and he, and he pretty much after he got fired, he went he went on a Twitter thread and he pretty much you know let Jalen Smith know that hey, don't worry, like no matter what, I'll always have your back. Yeah. Uh, he also corrected me when I incorrectly, I think, said that he was fired by the league um, as opposed to the Federation. Yeah, the um, Federation fired him. So there's, yeah. the, there's the Ukrainian Hockey League, is which he's the general manager of. The Ukrainian Hockey Federation manage, is, is like the overall like governing body of the UHL. Yeah, kind of like 
USA hockey in that kind of form. Um, and we are seeing people who are kind of like coming to his defense um, because all these people are right. This is, it was a ridiculous decision. It was meant to kind of silence criticism from either the American public. I don't even know how much they care about that in the Ukrainian hockey league. Um, possibly the IIHF who, who could still do stuff. Like we have seen people suggest that they should, you know, put in roadblocks for them to do international competition and the Olympics because they clearly do not have a commitment to having a, like an atmosphere that doesn't have racists on the ice. Let's, let's just say that like, if a player can openly make a racist gesture on the ice, that's really like a bad sign for your league. And you're probably going to get a lot of trouble for it from a lot of people because that's just way too visual. Um, if it was in the locker room, unfortunately, like we would probably not be talking about it, but when the guy is on camera doing it, it needs to be a conversation. Um, and yeah, it's happening around them. And we're just kind of seeing like, I don't know, like more fallout from it. Yeah, the fallout is going to keep continuing. And again, it's it's sad that it had to come to the fact that Jalen Smerrick is m- mutually terminated its contract. Pretty much said like, I, I won't play. Like, because yeah. you know, we, like that because he like is no longer a prospect for the Coyotes, he kind of went to I mean, the reason why he went to Ukraine so he, so he can keep playing. That's the yeah. thing about the people who play hockey is they love the sport. They want to keep playing. Yeah. But they, they want to keep playing. They go overseas to like countries that, you know, I don't know how many times he's been to the Ukraine before this, or like kind of like Eastern Europe in general, like sure. Maybe some international competition, but, I mean, that's uprooting your whole life for a season. Like, that is something very difficult to do. And now you got to deal with that. Um, And I think something that I don't know if the league has thought about, there's going to be a lot of players, um, like, especially American players, who are like, is that really what I want to deal with? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going, it would be very hard if I was an, if I was a hockey player. And my agent was like, hey, you want to go play in the Ukrainian league? I'd be like, I don't want to deal with that bullshit. Like, because that's what it is. Like, and as a white guy, he's not going to say racist crap to me, but I don't like being around racists. Uh, yeah. I think that's uh, that's the thing I'm very comfortable saying. I think that's something most people feel. Um, and if that's kind of what the league is going to get its reputation for, like, that's going to be bad you're gonna attract like either people who aren't good enough to go anyplace else or people who enjoy that kind of atmosphere like i i would not be surprised if someone was like oh the ukrainian league i mean sure you get 13 games if you do something racist on the ice but it's only 13 games like that's unfortunately the kind of world we live in i know it is uh, and 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 that's and that's the thing, and that's and that's why I'm glad that the the now former GM of the UHL kind of he, he that he did speak out about that, and he pretty much and he's like, you know, I firmly believe that there is that racism has no place in hockey, um, and the fact that he said no matter what, he will have Jalen Smirks back. And the good thing is, 
that that you can tell it's anyone because there are people out there who are generally believe that yeah. and generally and, and 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 are out there to support Jalen American and that and let's be real any um you know person of color hockey player yeah definitely um people of color have to deal with a lot in hockey um it was the last sport to be integrated um like we still like don't necessarily do enough to honor uh black hockey players in the past um and now Jalen Smirk's going to be caught in the very difficult position of trying to find a new job. Like, like while seasons are underway, like, does he come back to North America? Does he try and go someplace else? Maybe Sweden? Does the Swiss he, League or something? Like, it's um, it's a tough decision. Like from the outset, I would say like it seems like he made the right call and sticking to his guns. But let's be honest, neither of us are going to be the ones having to like you know, live his life for the next couple months. No, yeah. Try and find work. It's going to be probably pretty tough, um, but best of luck to him. I hope he, he lands on his feet and, you know, all these people have his, like have his back now. And hopefully that can like translate to making sure that he doesn't fall through the cracks of, of professional hockey, because it would be very unfortunate if a year from now, the story was Jalen's Merrick, like, had someone do a racist gesture at him he uh ended his contract and then didn't play professional hockey again that would be the saddest thing to have happen absolutely none of us want that and i think again like you said we all hope the best for jalen spoke in his career because again he's i mean like like the way i said i I watched him in roadrunners and he wasn't the best player but still i mean he was i mean he he was good enough to play on an on an ahl team for a while like yeah so um he was a, I saw him a couple times when he was like up in like, you know, training camps, preseason, that kind of thing. And I've been down to see the Roadrunners before. And, you know, he wasn't the best player on the team by any measure, but he was putting in the work. Didn't seem to be taking a lot of days off. Like he was making it as a professional hockey player. Um, he went to Europe to continue to be a professional hockey player. Um, and I hope he can continue to be a professional hockey player. Absolutely, but that's a good. That, that's that's going to be our, our our closing thought for today on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, a like, a comment, um, whatever it is, based off whatever platform you are listening or watching on. Once again, we are available on every platform now, including YouTube. And we want to thank you all once again for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. I also highly encourage you guys to go ahead and check out. The uh, cross-check live NHL season preview show um, that will be tomorrow at uh, for our time it looks to be about I do the do my math about three three o'clock three four o'clock here um, it's like six seven Eastern um, so um, so be sure to get following you know check and see what Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark have for the upcoming season they'll have a lot of a, a lot of takes because they've been you know they've been talking to a lot of people myself included of the upcoming season so be sure to check out that show when that goes live um anyways thanks again everyone for listening to this episode uh don't forget to interact with us on social media we are at l underscore coyotes robiana one carl pavlak ffh interact with us ask us any questions and we will answer them on a future episode of the lockdown coyotes podcast anyways Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. 
don't forget to howl on. Howl on.